I have no joke attempted to record a podcast for this week like three or four different times and each time I've talked about something different and I can't make up my mind about what I want to talk about but I finally think I've nailed it and I think we're gonna have a solid podcast pray for me so welcome back to Radiant Glow Up I don't know how many of you are going to be here, but I'm grateful that you're here. If anybody's here, I'm really grateful to have you. Thank you for coming back or coming for the first time to listen to my podcast. I've had a really good week this week. I've had, well, actually, it's been a bit up and down in regards to social media, which is what I want to talk about today. I think I'm at a point where I feel really good about it. I'll get into it as I talk about it on the podcast, but basically I just got into that headspace where I felt like I wanted to emulate somebody else because I felt like I wasn't doing well just being me and I felt really down about it that people weren't liking my content the same as the video that I posted that went viral. I mean, Jesus Christ. Anyway, I've had a few experiences during the week that have made me remember sort of why I wanted to do this. And I have made a crap ton of notes for this podcast because I didn't want to miss anything and I wanted to make sure that I stayed on track and said everything that I wanted to say or said everything that's in my brain. And even doing that just made me come up with a lot of different things in regards to how I feel about social media. So I think it's going to be an interesting one. I hope so. So yes, today's podcast is basically my relationship with social media, my opinions about it, how I feel about it how like my presence on social media, what I want it to be, how it's affected me, just everything like that. I think I've done a podcast about this before, like way back, like when I first started the podcast. I think I did something similar. I've definitely talked about how I feel about it before and that was a different time and things have happened since then. So I just wanted to do a well-rounded, all about social media, how I feel about it. So first I wanted to explain how I got on social media the way I am now and all of the sort of background behind it all. So I started, obviously I had like personal Instagram and, you know, like Facebook and just the normal stuff that everybody has. And I did used to write blog posts actually. It's not in my notes, but I've just remembered. I used to write blog posts. I feel like I've always wanted to be on social media in some sort of way. Not like in a, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up, but there was always, again, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but there was always like a common goal. And I've always sort of presented myself in the same sort of way, whatever social media platform I'm on. Again, go into detail about that in a little bit. But now looking back, I feel like there is like a reoccurring way that I want to present myself on social media and I think it started when I was doing the blog posts back in the day I'm not going to tell you what it's called where it's linked none of that don't no no thank you (laughs) so yeah anyway that was a few years ago so the more recent sort of background is I decided to start an Instagram during the first lockdown to enter a shreddy competition shreddy is the sort of it's not even just a workout app anymore. It's an entire brand um, by Grace Beverly. You can look it up if you want to know more about it. But it's basically like a fitness app, fitness company, workouts, all of that kind of stuff. And they're well known for running these uh, social media competitions. And I think the premise of them changes with each one. I don't think they're all the same, but... The one that I did was the first one that they... No, the second one that they did, sorry. And the premise behind it was to basically be active in the community. You'd be doing your workouts, you'd share it in the community and, you know, people would pick winners at the end. Oh, sorry, Shreddy would pick winners at the end. And they did have a community tab on their workout app, but... Everyone sort of conned on that Instagram was where they were gonna they were gonna be looking the most, really, because that's their main platform of social media. So I decided that, you know, had the first lockdown kind of motivation and I wanted to work out 
And this was like the perfect opportunity. So I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to make this Instagram and see what happens with it. I was welcomed instantly into this massive community. I mean, it felt huge because I gained likes and followers so quickly. I do kind of feel like, not that it was not genuine, but in a way, because an element of the competition was to interact a lot with your community, that any new person that came onto the community and was using the hashtags, people would be looking through the hashtags and following basically everybody. You know, the entire community followed each other, which is really lovely. But looking back, eh, bit weird. Anyway, after looking at everybody's posts and things, I did instantly feel the pressure to post every day. Because not only was that what everybody else was doing, but I felt like to be seen, I would have to post as often as I could and post something interesting just to keep up. Because if you post like once a week, you're not really going to be seen. You're going to be way overtaken and way overshadowed by people who are posting like even multiple times a day, posting on their stories, all of this stuff. So I instantly sort of felt that pressure, but it didn't feel like a negative thing. I was quite excited to do it. I was excited at the followers, at the likes, all of this stuff. Uh, People were really nice in the comments. You know, everyone was really supportive, whether it was genuine or not, whatever. I felt like everybody commented on everybody's stuff. You know, there was that element of, you know, the people who were seen to comment the most on everybody else's posts were noticed by Shreddy. It's like, this person is so supportive of everyone in community, like round of applause, woohoo kind of deal. So everyone was kind of doing that, whether again, it was for genuine reasons or not. I kind of have a bit of beef with that fucking competition, but <laughs> whatever. Also, I just want to say that I did meet some absolutely wonderful, genuine people through that community that I'm still friends with to this day. My follower base is majority from Shreddy just because that's how I gained all of my followers and now that I don't post about Shreddy I have lost quite a few followers but you know the major- literally all of them are basically still from the Shreddy community and I really like the people that I follow. I've unfollowed so many people that I felt were ingenuine in some sort of way or whatever I followed a lot of shreddy people because it made me feel really guilty for not exercising. But the people I do follow, I really do like and I like seeing on my feed and I think they've got a really good message. So it wasn't all bad and I think a lot of people brought some genuine positivity to that community and still do now. But yeah, so started working out, started posting, you know, literally once a day. That was my thing. I'd post like once a day, 6pm, on the dot, that seemed to be where I'd get the most engagement every day on my personal Instagram, so that's what I did, and it worked really well. Uh, In the beginning, I think, or not I think, I know, the things that got the most likes and praise was the weekly update pictures and progress pictures. Now, if you want to hear my opinion on progress pictures... I did an entire podcast on the concept of transformation pictures, progress pictures, things like that. And I haven't listened to it since I made it, but I I wouldn't have thought my opinions have changed all that much. So I recommend going to listen to it if you want to hear my opinion on those. Bit toxic, can be helpful. Eh, feel a bit funny about it. In the beginning, and I feel like this is quite common for a lot of people, you will get the most progress in like the first couple of weeks. Again, this isn't this isn't the same for everybody and sometimes it will take a while to see progress, but I feel like when you first start to work out and you're like really strict with your workouts and your diet and your water intake and things, that's where the biggest results come from sometimes because you lose a lot of just water weight. You're all of a sudden becoming more active. Yeah, it's almost like the shock of it all. It's like if you go from sitting on your arse all day and then all of a sudden work out six times a week, things are going to just like fall off. You know, I lost a lot of water weight and I could see sort of an ab lines coming through. I think my personal body type, I do get ab lines and things fairly quickly. I I don't know the science behind it, but 
maybe I have, you know, less body fat and more water weight, for example. So it's a lot easier for me to reveal kind of progress looking aspects of my body by losing water weight. So therefore, the first couple of weeks, literally the first week or two, I felt like the progress pictures were really dramatic, like visually dramatic. And that just made for really good pictures. It got me a lot of attention. I got reposted by Shreddy and I felt really good. You know, I felt really good about seeing my progress in just a week. I felt really motivated. I felt really good. The attention made me feel good. You know, like I'm not going to lie to you. It felt really good to get loads of likes and follows and attention. So that was just sort of all in my favour. I was genuinely working out six days a week. It did feel good to get moving. Everything felt good. However, it did get very toxic for me very quickly because by the third week, I didn't see any changes. The first couple of weeks of dramatic sort of water weight had come off and the third progress picture, you couldn't see any difference. I compared it to week one. Obviously, you saw the difference, but yeah, not really anything that I felt like was worth posting which was ridiculous because the whole point is to show progress and I felt like I didn't have any so I felt really bad I felt bloody awful I was like fuck like what am I gonna post I can't post this no one's gonna like this because it's not dramatic enough and it made me feel so shit even though I had just worked out for six days straight. I was eating really well, but just because I couldn't see the difference in the picture, it took all the progress away from me. It took all the commitment away from me. And I suddenly felt horrific about the way I looked, which is awful. I don't really struggle that much with body issues like I have insecurities and things and I've wished that I was more toned and things but nothing really detrimental to my well-being but not seeing a massive difference in that picture made me feel the worst I've ever felt about my body very toxic so in the end I did end up posting the picture and saying I wasn't going to post this because of this reason, but I am because of this reason. You see that a lot on social media. I I do feel a bit funny about those sometimes because me posting that still didn't feel natural. It still felt really forced and it still felt like I was trying to emulate somebody where I remember posting. I didn't actually want to post it, but... I felt like I had to, to prove a point and to make a poignant point about how I felt crap about my progress. And it was, again, it was another attention thing. I think I said this in my progress picture podcast, even me trying to be real felt fake. And it felt like I was doing it to get the attention and to get the praise of being real being like, oh my god, I didn't want to post this, but I felt like I had to tell you all that it's okay to feel that way. You know, sometimes I have done that genuinely, but a lot of times, especially with this progress picture, even though I said in the comments what I felt like I was supposed to say about it's okay if you don't make so much progress, I still didn't believe it about myself. You know, I wasn't posting it from a genuine place. I was posting it because I thought that that's what I was supposed to say and I felt like I still had to post something every day and I thought maybe posting honestly I would get a leg up in the in the community or whatever. God this is really honest I'm really exposing myself here. I mean this podcast in itself could be seen as one of those posts you know like oh, I was doing this, but actually deep in my heart, I felt like this is what I should be doing. But this is me genuinely exposing myself, genuinely talking about this because I want to, not because I feel like I have to. And I feel like it'll get praised because I'm not asked 
like <laughs> last week my podcast got three views like what the you know I'm not doing this for a bigger audience which is what was motivating me to post the week three progress picture with the quote-unquote honest caption it's because I had a bigger audience and I felt like people were watching me and I wanted a bigger audience etc etc so all in all I feel like when I was posting things being really happy about it it didn't feel quite like me and even when I tried what I thought was to be honest it still didn't feel like me it still felt really forced and it almost felt like I was kind of being myself but there was still an element of censorship and as I said it did feel really forced it just it really feel like sorry it really felt like it was like I was pretending to be myself I don't know if that makes sense to any of you but it's almost like I was performing in a way that I thought that I should be on social media. I thought that was honest to me. But there's nothing wrong with having boundaries and privacy. You don't have to expose everything to make sure people know stuff about you. Was that even English? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to share those progress pictures and I still didn't feel good about them but I felt like I should have been honest on social media I felt like I shouldn't hide it and I thought I was making a big stand or whatever but realistically I should have just not posted the picture at all you know I was still struggling with how I felt about my body I should have just not posted anything at all and really sat with myself and sat with it and thought about it and only came back to social media when I felt ready to or I felt like I had something valuable to post or something that I actually wanted to post but I forced myself to be honest and to post every day because I felt like that's what I had to do to get followers so 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 toxic so fucking toxic in doing that in being on social media in that way for whatever reason doing shreddy it just started to take over as my main source of my self-worth and my self-value like the likes and the comments on what people thought of me that was like my primary source of self-worth and value and I didn't even realize it like every day 6 p.m I used to have this like sister I can't even remember what it was but in my head I almost thought oh my god yeah that's what it was I always had to have more likes than the amount of minutes it had been online. And if it had less likes than the amount of time it had been online, I felt like it was shit. I felt like a piece of shit. How awful is that? How like, oh, I I feel a bit disgusted in myself, but whatever, that's how it was. If I felt like it wasn't getting as many likes as the amount of time it had been on or more likes I felt like I was a flop I felt like the post had no value depend even even if it did have something of value if other people didn't value it quick enough for my liking it lost all its value it was like completely superficial and I just I thought about what other people may want to read what other people may want to see And if they didn't see it in the way that I thought they would, it was fucked. Completely awful trash. And that was was just so bad. I put so much of my worth and my value in that. But it wasn't even necessarily the people liking it who were giving me value. It was how I perceived the likes and the comments. And I would turn that into my own self-worth and value. Oh, it was so fucked up. So coming away from Shreddy in particular, because I've done a few podcasts on that, now that I look back on all my social media in general, I feel like there's always been a consistent aim or goal or vibe on any platform that I've been on. Podcast, blog, Instagram, TikTok even now. And... It's to be as honest as possible 
and show or talk about things that are a big part of my everyday life that I don't necessarily see often online. Now I'm going to be really honest with you here. I never want it to be in a, oh, no one talks about this online. So I'm here to show you. I'm going to be the one to tell you kind of way. I do feel really bad for saying that because some people have really good intentions, but it does low-key really irk me because it does feel like a superiority complex sometimes. Not always, mind, but I feel like when I say that, you may have somebody in mind that does this. I'm not going to say anyone in particular because that's not helpful or productive, but you know the ones I mean? It's like, Okay, I'm going to give an example, actually. Nobody in particular, but you know the body positive movement and the whole controversy behind that, where there were these really fit, skinny, pretty little white influencers who were trying really hard to force themselves to have roles so that they can share it on social media and pretend like nobody's talking about it and them being the brave ones and sharing it for everyone to see that roles are normal. Do we all remember that? I feel like that was a massive thing. I saw like the biggest tiny little white influencer girls who are known for their looks and who are always posing online and in bikinis and things like that. There's nothing wrong with it, but it was just taking the body positive movement and making it about them. And it was a huge thing like, okay, so you have to completely crumple yourself to show two roles and you're claiming that that's what you look like in real life. It's okay to look skinny. You know, it's okay to be small and slim and have abs, whatever. It's totally fine. But it was when they were forcing themselves to have cellulite, to have roles. Not saying that they don't have them, but it was... Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was when they were really forcing, putting themselves in weird angles to prove that they had roles so that they could make this massive statement about how roles are gorgeous, which they are, but like roles are gorgeous. Like you don't need to be ashamed. Look at me. I'm able to do it. And then they stand straight back up again and they don't have any anymore. Whereas the real body positive movement was where women and men who naturally had roles didn't have the privilege of being able to go back into their normal angle and not have them. The movement was for them. It was for them to be proud of how their bodies naturally are. So in people, back to the original point, Jesus Christ. So in that way, the whole, oh my God, nobody talks about this. So here I am. It really irks me in that way, like really rubs me the wrong way. And you can tell when people are doing it and I don't want to do that. I really, really don't want to do that. I've done it before, made me feel like shit, don't want to do it again. But naturally, I am a certain way. I have particular habits, good and bad. And I've always wanted to share parts of me in that way including my honest opinions, and especially on this podcast. You know, like, I want to... It's not necessarily taking a popular movement and shoving my nose in it. You know, like, I wouldn't necessarily... Well, actually, not even necessarily. I wouldn't force myself to have roles and put it on social media just to make a point that everybody else is making. But more taking the things that I actually experience in my real life and putting them online for people to see, to maybe get something out of, to relate, to feel comfortable, whatever. I'll give you an example. Like, I posted on TikTok how I clean my depression room. That's naturally how it was. I didn't force anything. I just thought, I really, I used to really, really, I still do, really really struggle with keeping my room clean and cleaning my room in general takes a lot of energy takes a lot of motivation and I really struggle with it and I found a way that has been really productive and really helpful for me to clean it and I wanted to share it and that included showing a horrible messy room I don't see that very often on social media I'm not saying it's not there it's just I don't see it 
and there's a lot of guilt that comes with that and I thought naturally sharing what my room looks like and how I clean it without making it a big deal that feels right to me you know because throughout the time I've been more seen on social media in whatever way it is for it felt like I'm sharing things but not quite hitting the mark like not quite scratching the itch it still feels like there's something holding me back but I can't quite figure out what it is and what it is I really do want to show and talk about and that depression room thing felt like it was kind of scratching the itch and I think I sort of figured out what it is it's because I wasn't I was never sharing actual parts of my real life I was seeing other people share intimate sort of private god that sounds wrong but you know like showing themselves in a not so flattering angle and making this movement out of it and I thought okay well that's what I need to do if I'm going to be honest that's the way that I need to be honest and it's not because that's not part of my life that's not that's never really been an issue for me like I'm very privileged to be a small white girl who doesn't really need to do much to stay slim and that's a privilege of mine so to pretend to not be that because it's a movement is just really not cool it's a bit offensive to be honest so being honest on social media has to come from you genuinely being honest not seeing other people be honest and think that that is the only way to be honest and I think that's why it wasn't quite feeling like I was because I wasn't I just wasn't I wasn't sharing the things that I was too afraid to share and you don't have to share private things if you don't want to like if your room's a mess and you don't want to share it online you don't have to share it you know if you only want to show the bits the best bits of you online that's fine you don't always have to show the good and the bad bits but I think you always have to have an element of these are the best bits like being honest in that way like these these aren't the best bits but I don't want to share the bad bits those are private and those are for me but just know that they're there and that's I think that would be absolutely perfect I mean if there were people showing their best bits but also saying these are my best bits bad bits are private I just want to share positive stuff that's cool and also having a mixture of people like myself who want to show the not so sweet bits of my everyday life in a more natural way I just think it'd be amazing because people would be sharing their own personal good and bad bits instead of everybody trying to emulate the same person sharing the same message over and over again along with that I've really struggled with starting off my social media whatever platform that is with the good intentions of being honest but not figuring out what that means to me I've always said there's there's almost like a formula for being honest you talk about body positivity you talk about cellulite roles whatever you sort of mention that you have anxiety or what have you but for me being honest is sharing the possible bad habits that I have because of my mental health it's really amazing that people are sharing that they have mental health issues but what I want to bring to the table is sharing the consequential bad habits that I have personally with my mental health issues and also how I help myself get out of those bad habits like to me that's what radiant glow up means it doesn't mean becoming perfect like the radiant bit is like coming from within it's I genuinely want to get better I recognize and acknowledge my bad habits and how it reduces my quality of life and I try different things to improve those habits or 
get the motivational willpower to address those bad habits and things like that. And that's where the glow up is coming from. That's the kind of premise of my TikTok, my podcast, my Instagram when I post on it. It's just recognising my personal things and showing how I personally deal with them. But I've always found it really hard. Again, I'll start off with these. It's almost like doing market research. I've seen how people are honest. Okay, that's what I should do then. That's how you be honest on social media. I'll start off with that. And then, obviously, because it isn't true to me and it isn't in my everyday real life, I end up forcing it. And it turns into something I'm not. It really turns into something I'm not. You know, there's so much pressure of engagement, likes, views, etc. And you try to emulate people who are doing well and you chase after that. You don't necessarily even do it consciously. You just sort of slip into it because you're thinking, right, what's going to get me more follows, more likes, whatever? Okay, the body positive movement is a massive thing right now. If I do a post about that, everyone's going to see it and everyone's going to love me for it. I am really calling myself out right now. (laughs) I feel uncomfortable, but this is the stuff, like, I feel uncomfortable with it. So it shows that, you know, I'm not comfortable with it. And it's a good reason to share it because I am calling myself out. And I think a lot of people feel the same way I do. And... There's no shame in it because it's really easily done. But if you can recognise that you're doing it as well and change it or come off social media because it's not good for you, then that'll be amazing. That's what I did. It ended up being too much and I came off social media because I couldn't keep up the facade anymore. This has even happened to me multiple times. Like, I've had multiple sort of comeback type things on Instagram and it's happened every single time the same thing happens every single time because I find it or I found it whatever difficult to recognize and even if I did recognize that it was happening it's really really hard to break through it and stay true to yourself what I actually wanted to share and stick to my intentions mainly because I didn't know what my intentions were. I just wanted, I knew that I wanted to be honest and I knew that I wanted it to get me attention. That was about it. I never did the brain work to figure out what it was about me that I wanted to share online and the value that it may or may not bring to the internet. Like I didn't even think about it. I just thought basically my intention was to get followers and I was just doing it in a way that I thought that I'd get them. Which which sounds so unlike me, but it's really easy to fall into the trap and not be able to get through it because you think, right, this time I'm going to come back, I'm going to be true to myself, I'm going to be honest. And then when you look on your feed, you see a bunch of people who are basically the same and you just naturally emulate them because that's all you see on your feed. But now I have a massive diversity of different people with different intentions and look a lot different. So there's no real one person to emulate anymore on my feeds. That's really helped. And even through doing that, even this past week, it happened to me again. <laughs> You'd think after all this time, I'd learn that I... It's it's so bloody easy to do. And it happened to me again. And I was feeling really bad because... My video, my hair oiling video went viral. I got half a million views on it and that led to a massive jump in followers and every video that I posted after that got definitely a few thousand views on it and it felt good. I was like, oh my God, this is good. Things are starting to pick up. Brilliant. And I was getting some really lovely comments and what have you. And then Within the last sort of three, four, five days, something like that, I've still posted every day, but there's been a massive reduction in the amount of views I get and a complete lack of engagement. And that hit me. I was like, crap. Like, I'm not good. Like, people aren't interested in me anymore. They saw my one video. They saw a few after that. 
And then what I'm posting isn't interesting anymore. Like people don't like me anymore. I really took it personally and I thought, shit, like what can I do to gain people's love back almost? Like what can I do to get people, like people unfollowing me as well. And I was like, oh my God, what did I do to make them unfollow me? Like what did I say? What was it about me that made them follow me but then made them not want to stay any longer? And it really started to be my self-worth and value again and I saw it I recognized it in myself but I couldn't help it I'd already sort of gone down that rabbit hole and I felt really awful about myself but then I got a really really lovely comment I'm gonna get it up for you actually because it just changed the, the way I thought completely where was it Oh yeah, so I uploaded a skincare routine. I uploaded a skincare routine. I thought it was going to do really well. It hasn't really done as well. Whatever. But I got this comment. Janelle underscore Bell. I hope she doesn't mind me saying her username. But I feel like I should say it because oh, she just changed everything. She changed my complete mindset. Although it's not the best that it took a commenter to say something nice about me for me to recognize this in myself but it's progress progress is progress okay (laughs) I'm getting better so she gave me some skincare recommendations and then at the end she said I hope this helps I adore your page and I was like oh my god like someone really likes my page that's amazing like I've been getting such shit views so for someone to say that they really adore my page is like really uplifting for me and then she said I'm so glad I also suffer from depression and I've been on my own glow up journey this past year I appreciate how raw and real you are you really have helped me become more comfortable with my own journey and get into a place where I can love myself thank you for being you and that hit me like a ton of bricks I was like it literally I feel like it snapped me out of it I was like oh my god I'm going down that fucking path again where I feel like I should emulate everybody else because this clearly isn't working like I'm losing followers I'm losing views etc and her saying that she is on her own depression journey and my content is helping her be basically be like comfortable with her depression not comfortable with it you know what I'm saying just be comfortable with who she is and comfortable with her own sort of glow up and getting better and that just like oh my god it just made me think oh my god yes that's why I'm doing this like it made me remember like holy fuck the reason I'm posting my depression room on my tiktok isn't to get the views or the followers necessarily although that is a nice side effect of it I'm not gonna lie to you it's because there is so much guilt and shame around having a messy room and there shouldn't be like having a messy room is morally neutral like it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you a good person it just is and having depression it's really easy to not take care of the space around you that's like a massive thing and it's one of my biggest bad habits that I have and the reason I wanted to share is because it is a massive bad habit of mine and I wanted to take the shame off of it for myself and for other people like sharing it online was like almost like pretending that I don't care so eventually I just won't (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense or if it's gonna work but it did alleviate a lot of the guilt for me and having people comment things like that was just like I don't need to be ashamed of this other people go through this as well And people appreciate that I'm sharing this with them so that it'll alleviate the guilt for them as well. And it just really hit me that that is what I've wanted to do this entire time that I've been on social media. I just want to share things to alleviate the guilt and the shame, whatever that is, whether it's like body hair, a messy room, anything like that. Like that is what I want to do. That is what I want to share. It reminds me of something I used to do on Instagram and this is the closest I got to being genuinely honest about something about me and my daily life 
I used to be quite honest about my body hair. Not honest, just open about my body hair. And because this was during lockdown and it was during sort of summertime, I was in a bikini a lot and you could see my body hair and I just didn't really give a shit. (laughs) It was a community of almost all women. So I felt really comfortable posting that anyway because I knew there weren't any men who were going to come for me, talk about my body in a weird way. I was just really comfortable in the community that I was in. And I remember this one morning, I was sat outside in my bikini eating my breakfast and I wanted to take a picture of my breakfast. And I was sort of sat cross-legged and I had... Wait, was I cross-legged? No, I think I was sitting in a chair and I had the bowl on my lap. And you could see sort of the pubic hair that grows sort of down your thighs. You could sort of see that, right? And I thought, oh my God, I can't post the picture that I want to post because of this. And then I thought, no, actually, I do really want to post this for reasons that have absolutely nothing to do with my body hair. My breakfast has nothing to do with it. So I was like... I'm not going to not post it for a reason that's unrelated to the picture. So I just posted it anyway. And I received multiple comments and DMs thanking me for normalising pubic hair. It was wild. So like I've posted Instagram posts normalising body hair, showing it, what have you. But I always wanted someone to just post normal pictures that do include it without addressing it. Does that make sense? Like, there are plenty of posts talking about body hair, but the whole point of the post is to talk about body hair, which is cool. It needs to be done. It's really helpful. But I feel like the most effective way to normalise something is to not make a big deal out of it, but to include it where it naturally is. Like, with the post about my breakfast, I didn't make an effort. Like, I didn't pull up my bikini bottoms to show it or anything. It was just naturally there in a picture that I was taking that I wanted to upload anyway. You know you know what I mean? There's absolutely no hate to those people who make posts dedicated to whatever... Like, I've done it as well, and it's really powerful in normalising things and starting conversations with your followers about it. But for me personally, I just prefer the approach of having things naturally be there and not necessarily mention it. I mean, mention it if it's relevant, obviously. But, you know, if you want to post a full body pic of you in a bikini because you think you look good, but you haven't shaved your bikini line, just... I just want to post it anyway. You know, the post isn't about my bikini line, but I wanted to post a full body picture because I think I look really good. And I just so happen to have a bikini line there, unshaved. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just filmed a hair washing routine and it included me in a bikini in the shower. Like, the point of the video is how I wash my hair which involves me showing how I wash my hair in the shower and I have to be in a bikini. Obviously, I'd get fucking banned otherwise. And I was bloated after a pizza and I did want to show that, but it almost felt like in a, I'm acknowledging it before any asshole says anything about it. And I'm just really comfortable with a bloat anyway. So I did kind of make a bit of a deal about it, but because I know... Like, Instagram, it's the people who follow you, but TikTok, anybody can see it, and I was just sort of, like, mentioning it before anybody else does. But anyway, for the rest of the video, it's totally unposed. There's times where you can see cellulite on my ass because of the way the bathroom light is shining on me. There's some rolls where I'm, like, leaning back to wash my hair or leaning forward to wash my hair whatever and I'm very unwaxed (laughs) but you can't even see it anyway and I wasn't going to go to the effort of purposefully showing it to you because you can't see it and that's not the point of the video 
it would feel totally out of place and really forced. Even though it was there and it should be normalised, I didn't want to go to the effort to fucking show my pubes online because the point of the video was just showing you how I wash my hair. So it would feel really weird. I'm not going to spend the majority of it showing parts of my body in particular. Like, yes, you can see the cellulite on my ass, but I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because that's not the point of the video. I'm here to wash my fucking hair. But when it comes to me making the video showing how I wax, that's when I'll obviously show my body hair more on purpose because it is the whole point of the video. Like, that is the main topic of the video. So it makes more sense for me to show it there. It just naturally is there because I'm showing how to remove it, you know? Another sort of example of this for me was, you know, I made a specific... I did make a specific video about my depression room and my messy room because it can be overwhelming to clean and I found a way, I thought it may help other people clean if they're struggling. So there was a purpose for me to show it. It wasn't like, see, having a depression room is okay. I mean, that was part of it, but that wasn't, there was an actual purpose for me to show it. And I've just sort of thought, when it comes to future videos, if there's a mess in the background, I'm not going to clean it for the purpose of it possibly being in the background. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. I'm also not going to leave it for the purpose of it being in the background. Like, if I want to clean it, then I will. But if I don't want to clean it, then I won't. It's whatever's naturally there. If my messy room isn't the main purpose of the video, then I'm not going to make a special effort to change it for that video. I hope that makes sense. But overall, my relationship with social media is getting so much better in terms of what I wanted it to be in the first place. But I'm not going to deny that it's still really easy to fall into the trap of being someone you aren't for the purpose of getting likes, views, engagement, etc. Like, there are so many people who are exactly the same, and I'm slowly learning that I can actually bring my own value to a platform, and my followers, views, and likes will reflect that. Even if I don't think that highly of myself and what I can bring to the internet, I want to be the person that I wish I had popping up on my feed when I was struggling and seeing my own value and seeing it in what I have to say. Like, people can DM me and comment, etc., but until I actually believe in the value that I can bring, then it's not sustainable and I do lose... And I do lose the value in myself completely because I'm not someone else and I end up coming off social media completely. Like, I stopped doing this podcast and looking back, I'm actually really sad that I did because I had something really good going and people really valued what I brought to the table and related to it. And it felt really natural for me. Like, I felt like I was being really honest on my podcast, unlike my other social media. But I didn't actually see my own value. And I didn't think people would miss it and that it wouldn't make a difference if I left. Because who the fuck am I? I just didn't have any value for myself. But I did bring value. Like, looking back at the topics I talked about, I would love to listen to a podcast on that topic and hear somebody talk about it in the way that I did and I really hope that the people who need what I'm bringing to the table do find me again and gain something anything from it but if not I'm having so much fun doing it this time round, and it feels good and it feels natural to share in this way and I want to keep doing it regardless because in a weird way it feels like something that I've always wanted to do and something that I should do I'm a, I'm a total oversharer in real life and I love sharing my experiences to anyone who wants slash needs it if it feels like it would help. I love deep, open conversations in real life. So this naturally does feel good to do and it just feels like part of my personality that I'm sharing all of this with the internet. I absolutely adore engagement in the way that my favourite thing about being on social media, being on Instagram, doing this podcast, my favourite thing in the world was having conversations with strangers. Like, having people DM me about something that I talked about on the podcast, they came across my podcast and thought what I said was interesting, and just having more conversations. And anything I post online, you know, about my depression room, 
that's not just for everybody else. That's for me as well. Like, I still feel guilt and shame around a depression room. So being able to have conversations with other people who are in the same boat as I am is just as helpful to other people as it is to me. So it is part of my glow up to share things and to have conversations with people. And I really just value that the most. And I absolutely enjoy having conversations with people about topics that affect me in my daily life. Like, I don't mind talking about body positivity, obviously, but I don't really relate to it as much as other people do. So I feel like it's not as good of a conversation with me because it's not something I relate to in my everyday life. But fucking talk to me about a depression room all day, you've got me. I feel like it'd be a really intriguing and really helpful conversation to have. I think I'm going to end it there. I feel like I've said everything that I want to say and I feel really good about what I've said. And it feels like me. It feels honest. It feels really comfortable to do. And I hope you feel the same way. Anybody who's watching this, if this conversation brought anything to you, I would, I would absolutely love to have a conversation with you about it. I'd love to hear more opinions on this because it's affected me so much and to hear if anybody else has been through the same thing or has different opinions to me or anything like that, I'd love to hear it. So feel free to DM me on Instagram, my handle's Radiant Glow Up, or follow me on TikTok, comment on anything I've posted. I'd love to have conversations because it'll help me so much, so, so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. This has been the best podcast that I've recorded in a very, very long time. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I hope you did as well. And I hope you got something out of it because I definitely have. I don't know what next week's going to be, but I hope you stick around. And I'd, I'd absolutely love to have you around. So thank you so much for watching. And I'll see you again next week. Bye.